0: Welcome to Dragon Talk, everybody. Yay! I'm very excited for you all to be here. Yes. Yes. The official
1: Dungeons & Dragons podcast, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going with it, Shelly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Greg Tito, and this is Shelly Mazenoble.
0: Hi, everyone. <clears throat> I'm Shelly. I-
1: <laughs> cut 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 it cut it! I don't know I just, we gotta
0: if we're gonna do that we need to have sock puppets or something to to not be oh, looking at our faces while we're my doing that my
1: god can I make a Greg Tito sock
0: puppet yes you can I can
1: I, I'm gonna do that I'm doing
0: uh, it right. I feel
1: like that is about the level of my craftiness a sock puppet exactly I can just, do it I'm just gonna I can do like the hair and the beard and it'll look just like you.
0: Get some magic marker.
1: No, no, I was, I'm was. i going to use real hair. I'm going to use, like, real human hair. <laughs> I'm actually going to use your own real human right. hair,
0: Craig. You're, like, going to go into the, uh, to the barber shop after I'm done and be like, shh,
1: don't tell him.
0: It's no. for a project.
1: I'm going to go into your, your shower drain after you're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a nice little sea hag thing to do. Mm,
1: didn't I just get creepy there? Um, but yeah, I anyway. No, I don't need to talk about my bathroom drains. But
0: <laughs> it is kind of
1: like D and D monsterish, though.
0: You never know what's going to be in there. It no, is no. nasty. Yeah,
1: but anyway,
0: this is the Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we talk about shower <gasps> drains and jackhammers and sock
2: puppets.
0: The DM's lament, art uh, jokes, and dragon farts and poops, and all of the ups finding and downs.
1: Gems in your poop if you're because a dragon. We've
0: got Amy Vorpal joining us today.
1: Yes, long time coming on this one. I can't believe we have not uh, had a chance to talk to Amy before.
0: I know. Yeah, she's been around uh, doing wonderful stuff in the L.A. area as a a streamer, creator, TTRPG performer and streamer. But she's been working on a lot of Wizards of the Coast stuff for Dungeons & Dragons recently, including uh, writing a wonderful adventure in Candlekeep Mysteries earlier this year that was published. Um, I won't give away which one she wrote, but it is in the Table of Contents, so you can look it up for yourself if you'd like to know. I won't give you any spoilers. This is a spoiler-free zone on her adventure. Um, But she also was the lead writer, uh, well, a soul writer, as far as I know, for Dungeons & Dragons Live, which is not called Dungeons & Dragons Live. It's called D&D Live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's its full name. That's what you call it when you're angry at it. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, and Dragons Live! Get, Get over here! Over
2: here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we would be very good at co-parenting, Sean. we? got <laughs> it down. Hey,
1: that was good. That was really good.
0: <laughs> um, And uh, she got some wonderful quips in Fizban's Treasury of Dragons that she was contributing to, uh, which is super cool.
1: Yes, coming out later this year in October.
0: She's a very, very funny person. I've enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing her on social media for the years and years and years, getting to see her uh, whenever I went down to L.A. and uh, participated in some of the fun community events down there. And it is a joy to be able to have her here on Dragon Talk. So stay well, tuned I for that.
1: Agree. Wonderful. Cool.
0: We, of course, have The Wild Beyond the Witch Light coming out in September on the 21st. Check it out. Try to pre order if you can. There are two amazing covers one by the inimitable Tyler Jacobson, as well as Hydro 74's alternate cover that you can only get through game stores that has a Displacer Beast on it.
1: So awesome. Both of those covers are pretty spectacular. And also because I got a copy and you should have too, a PDF. I didn't. I can tell you that what's in between those covers is also uh, amazing. I am becoming full-on obsessed with this book, with this story, with the Feywild, with the Carnival. I want it
0: all. I know, and you got to see... Some taste of that at D and D Live. Amy uh, herself, dungeon mastered, uh, using some of the material from the Wild Beyond the Witchlight. So there's some preview material there, and then we've got more and more stuff coming as we get closer to the release, and we get to celebrate it at D and D Celebration uh, the weekend following its release, Uh, September 23rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. It's gonna be a fun time.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a celebration.
0: Celebration! Yeah.
1: Celebrate D&D. Come on! Do you know that our Dungeon Master um, challenge is in full swing right now?
0: So many swings.
1: There are so many swings. It's probably like week three by the time you're listening to this. So challenges are coming at these Dungeon Masters fast and furious. They are turning over their entries in like 72 hours, maybe. And... uh there it 's happening like the the judges have been wholly impressed with the content that is coming through here, and um, we 're we're whittling down the field we 're going to have a champion at d and d celebration. you will find out who will be crowned the Dungeon Master challenge champion for the first time ever but so follow cool. along on social so you can the the videos that the judges um, put out to talk about like why they uh, chose the the favorite for that week. It's, that it's actually really interesting to hear what they're drawn to and the types of things in the adventure or whatever the um, the challenge was that stood out to them. I think mm. you can get pretty good advice as a dungeon master just listening to that type of, of feedback. Um, yeah. So... I I found it actually very interesting just to hear like, oh, interesting. Like they all seem to gravitate towards this one particular thing or – anyway, it's pretty cool. And I'm I'm just excited to see this contest is moving along.
0: Well, and that's one of my favorite parts about watching, you know, kind of the competition reality shows that you see on, on, on yeah. TV is that you learn about the discipline by having the judges – you know, talk through it, right? And, I, you know, I, by no means do we become experts of makeup after watching Glow Up or something like that, but you are like, oh, I know that terminology now or that is really interesting and now I'm going to start incorporating that into my makeup looks.
1: Yes, which I noticed that you've, you've been doing, like, really well. It's, it's you've true. got that, like, natural, like, I'm not wearing makeup look going. It really well, works most people don't know, this
0: beard is actually just painted on. You it's, put it on
1: every morning.
0: Every morning. And it's not just, like, a one... Like stroke, it's like a, every hair needs to be drawn on my face
1: it's very individualized. You get up at two thirty in the morning every day every just to be morning. ready for a ten o'clock meeting,
0: yeah, and then after work, I just spend you know lots of cold cream, just getting all the uh <laughs>
1: <Cold> <laughs> the makeup cream.
0: off. Oh, I love it, <laughs> oh. Is it cold cream you even't think anymore, I feel like that was for like yeah, I think so. community. You know, theater Community stuff where like you put makeup yeah. on oh, I can pancake like, makeup on and then you take it off with I cold cream. I can
1: smell it. I can smell the cold cream.
0: <laughs> it's got a distinct Bringin odor. Bringing
1: me back. Bringing me back.
0: Bringing back. Um, so we got all that fun stuff happening. And then, of course, while we are gearing up for a while beyond the witch light, everybody should be just checking out some nerds in your local stores.
1: Hopefully soon, uh, like less than a month, you are going to start seeing Nerds Candy all decorated with maybe the cutest D&D adventuring party you've ever seen. Those nerds are ready to party D&D style. And uh, when you find your D&D nerds in the stores, buy them and then go to a website and upload your receipt and download some really amazing D&D nerds adventure content. Um, Six mini adventures for just great introduction, great for playing with your kids, great for teaching family members, great for teaching friends. Um, You just need a dungeon master and a player. And it's just really cute stories um, about each one of the different color nerds. And then... There is one big third level adventure where they all come together, and you can play that with your buddies. And it will—it is also a delightful, fun adventure. Kat Kruger and Adam Lee um, worked on these adventures, and they have created some beautiful, fun little stories and like like a ton of content. You are getting so much content, so much exclusive uh, D and D adventure content that. Uh, you're going to have a ball playing with the family. I cannot wait to play with my own kid because he loves nerds. And when I get to say, you get to be the red nerd, he's going to be all in, 100%.
0: Well, that is some nerdy content in It is and out. some
1: nerdy content. Um, um, and
0: th- and those nerd gummy clusters, uh, ugh, are, that's not even my jam as far me as, either. As, as candy goes. I feel like we've said this a bunch, but they're really, really tasty. We had three bags, they're gone. Like immediately because I just kept popping them in my mouth.
1: They are uh, definitely some of the best candy I've ever had. And like you, yeah. I am not like a, a gummy like sugar. If it's not chocolate, I'm probably like eh, not that. Unless it's Swedish fish. But um, the the gummy clusters really spoke to me on a level I was not anticipating.
0: Infinite chef's kiss. On oh, those ones
1: too. they're so good, and they're just going to be that much better when you see. The nerds' illustrations when they're in their D and D party Mm. gear—they're so cute, you guys! And I'll also say there is going to be so much delightful content coming out around this promotion. We are partnering with some very wonderful, talented, fun people to really bring this promotion to life.
0: Interesting. I'm so excited. I think you're dropping hints there, but I uh, am. Yeah. I just I'm just delighted by the candy, and now that you're making it even sweeter,
1: it is. It's a sweet partnership.
0: <laughs> sweet, sweet partnership. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a lot of stuff to look forward to in the coming months, um, and I can't wait to uh, talk to Amy Vorpal for our interview. But before that, we've got an amazing insight check with someone on the D and D team that you may not know contributes a lot of amazing stuff.
1: Mhm. Natalie Egan is our colleague, uh, works on the D&D studio as a product manager and we're going to find out what the heck that means and she probably can't talk about many of the projects she's working on, but <laughs> maybe she, maybe she'll drop some hints.
0: Ooh. And then we'll edit those out or have lots of Bleep. or you know Roo. fart noises. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I'm working on.
0: That I works. love it. Well, I'm getting ready. I got my dice. I'm ready for my insect check. Let's welcome Natalie Egan to Insight Check. Hi, Natalie. Yay!
1: You're here. You're here. Thanks for having me. So we actually passed our Insight Check with Natalie because I will say that when Natalie received an invitation to appear on Insight Check from Lisa, she... She sent me a message and she was like, is this real or is this a fishing
3: thing? I thought it was an (laughs) elaborate phishing attempt. So I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if you guys get those emails that are like clearly phishing attempts. I do. The phishing attempt, it sends you like this fun little pop-up like, yeah, you got us. Like, good job for catching that. And So I received this email like, hey, we're talking about this thing. Do you want to do this thing? And I was like, "Mm, this sounds like... An elaborate fishing attempt but they named ah. like both of you so I was like that would be really really <laughs> in depth so, yeah but, I know. would be
1: honored if I was part of a fishing attempt but well. I don't think we're that that big time yet but you Only know in time. Maybe
0: my mind is trying interview. to come up with like a fish the band joke as well as a oh. fishing like mm. metaphor yeah. here but it's coming up yeah. so I think I rolled pretty poorly I rolled a one uh, oh Uh on well. yeah
1: Makes yeah. sense. Well,
0: Terrible. we're glad
1: that you didn't report us, and <laughs> <laughs> we're glad that,
0: you're, that you're here. here. Uh, so yeah, you joined the team uh, within the last year, right?
3: Yeah, just barely over a year ago. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's so just, we have not I've, met I've, face-to-face? <laughs> uh, I've met my manager twice face-to-face, and so that's really? been fun. Yeah. I've,
1: I've never met my not manager.
3: Once. Not
0: once. No. <laughs> that's amazing.
3: Yeah. So they I mean, we're I in know. a
0: strange, strange time.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, but you
0: came on as a uh, as a product manager, and you're doing lots of fun stuff that you can't really talk about, right?
3: I know. There's so much fun stuff coming out, like in the very soon future, that I wish I could say. I'm very, I'm hyped. I feel like uh, Shelly especially keeps hearing how hyped I am about a certain <laughs> product.
1: I know. You were very excited. And I almost said it. And then I was like, oh, wait, we don't, we haven't talked about this. yet. <laughs> <No. laughs> Could have ruined it all. Yes. But you and I get to work together on a lot of things um, because I work with a lot of the product managers. But I know what you do. Greg knows what you do. But people listening might really not understand the role of a product manager.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, what and that's fair. Uh, product managers do a lot of things. We wear a lot of hats. Uh but basically, we help uh, come up with product ideas, help develop ideas that are thrown out there. We really help set the product vision and strategy and find the you know, business reasons behind why to move forward with some of these products. And uh, then once everything is rolling, as you guys know, like there's a million pieces and people that go into making our amazing products. Uh, so I really try to be... An information conduit because I mm. want to keep the creative folks just focused on doing what they do best and being creative. I want you marketers to be able to keep moving forward and doing your marketing, sales and operations folks to be able to keep moving forward and doing all their stuff. So, any product information, I help spread it to the masses. Anyone who needs it, I want to be that go to person. And I just keep. Keep things moving forward. Nice. We'll yeah. Well,
0: I got a thirteen there, and my insight check is uh, plus four. So yeah, that all checks out. I I believe you. Yeah,
1: it's good. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 try to don't try to slip anything by us Natalie Like yeah. we are. So it, we are it's, checking. It,
0: it's different than a designer, right? Like you you can you know you're not necessarily coming up with uh, the ins and outs of mechanics, but you do sometimes come forth with like the concepts, right?
3: Right, right. So it's like, hey, we need a book about dragons. You know, hey, now there's there's Fizz Men's. I didn't come up with that, by the way. But that's just <laughs> that's the example. example. Yeah, no. And a product that I'm very hyped is coming out because I love dragons so much.
0: Nice. Uh, do you like dungeons as well?
1: Not as much, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. It's worth it on your worth way to it. get to those those dragons sometimes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so you, also, yeah, you get to work closely with game designers. Everyone. With everyone, everyone, really. But like they, um, you know, if they Have. say, well, guess what, Natalie? Uh, I wrote 40 extra pages. And then, then, I go, you, no. then you're like, oh, I don't think that's <laughs> we got actually going to work. <laughs> yeah.
3: Then I go, that doesn't fit the product strategy and it affects the p yeah, so can't move forward in that direction.
1: But and then you
3: can and we've help. also
0: hired an editor who will be editing those forty <laughs> pages down. Uh,
1: they cannot slip things by you, never. Absolutely. well, will try. And then people like me ask you pro- like the same question probably like three times a week. Like, how many pages is this? How many pages? <laughs> Tell
3: me the oh, key selling point. Yeah, what
1: what's in this one? Again? When how are we, we announcing
3: it? Yeah, how can some... we make it awesome?
1: That's one of our really fun things that we get to do together sometimes is to um, try to write the the selling point. Like how to make like, these are the things we think are super exciting and here's how to say that. And then usually we just say, Jeremy, can you write this for us? <laughs> Trade <Yeah>. secrets.
3: <laughs> Trade secrets. Jeremy mm. does everything. He, yes. And <laughs> um, he's
1: also, we, I mean, we don't want to lie and misrepresent. So we do actually have to, you know, talk to our game designers yeah. once in a while. Jeremy Crawford, yeah.
0: as lead rules developer, wants to know uh, to make sure that we're it, the way we're describing said rules is uh, yeah. consistent, which is exactly. awesome.
3: Well, that, and you know, with the key selling points, you don't want to like give away too much, too. You mm-hmm. got to keep it kind of, kind of, kind of. So it's just like, how do you tease it out and tell enough information without giving away all the milk?
0: And that's also hard because sometimes it changes, right? Like sometimes, the things that are the key selling points uh, can be like, oh, but by the way, that's not in this anymore, and so like you have to be vague but also exciting at the same time.
3: Yes, yes, it's a fun dance. It's a fun
0: dance. <laughs> it's a fun, it's,
3: it's a fun uh, high wire tightrope to walk.
0: Which you're used to doing uh, as a gamer, right? You've been playing, you know, D and D, but also uh, you know PC games for a long time, right?
3: is true uh i always like to call myself a child of fifth edition so i started playing Aww. DD uh right as fifth edition came out um i actually learned to play there was an in-store event up at cafe mox in ballard oh, no. uh so i went i did the learn to play event and i i was hooked i was like why haven't i been playing this game my entire life this game is for me mm-hmm. um but yeah when i'm when i'm not playing DD, i play a lot of uh RPGs, and I'm very into 4X strategy games lately.
0: Oh, nice. What are you playing in that strategy genre? Uh,
3: So I've (laughs) just hit 600 hours in Civilization VI, which is probably just too much. Uh, I was just recently introduced to the game Stellaris, which is very similar, but space-themed. They're good. They're good for me. I love exploring, exploiting. Expanding and exterminating. <laughs> and alliteration. Oh yes, alliteration is my favorite.
0: Now right. I wanna I'm checking out my my hours played in Civ Six. I'm at one thousand and twenty-four. Okay, <laughs> so I don't to have
2: to feel weird
0: about six hundred hours.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. Is that
1: like a badge of honor in these games? Or is that like I feel like that's that's kinda like the equivalent of like why they don't have clocks and windows and casinos. Like I don't wanna know how long I've been here. <laughs> like, yeah, Why are you well, telling I mean, me how long I've played?
3: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's just a good reminder to you know go outside. Sometimes there's a whole whole world out there, a whole there. new world that you can explore
1: and
0: exploit, and exploit. as
1: well.
3: <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> in
3: real life, in. hopefully not exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: opposite of what
0: I
3: want to
1: do. Oh, so I when
3: love you all went... those
0: games too, man. So yeah, I, I, hear, I hear
1: Greg talk about They're them. Good, oh, so good. Um, when you went to go to Cafe Mox, did you go specifically because you wanted to go to that Learn to Play D&D event? I did. Not yeah. even knowing one day that you were going to work on the brand.
3: No idea, but I fell in love with D&D. Uh, strangely, my career also evolved into this product management route. And uh, basically for a year before I was hired, I was stalking the Wizards like, career page, just <laughs> oh. waiting for... For a job to pop up that I thought that I could apply for, and here I am. So really just I like going that. to that learn to play event seven years ago really changed the course of my life. And here I am. That's
1: pretty amazing. It really did. Yeah. That's,
0: That's similar so. to what I, I think I went to the learn to play event for fourth edition uh the Encounters
3: program, of course. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh I'd been playing the beta and stuff like that, but I often think about that event at the complete strategist in a basement in Manhattan uh, as like the the catalyst for where, where I ended up too. And so it's crazy mm. how like one, you can sometimes trace everything back to like one event or one thing that you did.
1: Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: I don't know if it's true though, but no, yeah, okay. It was a nine, but I I, I it feels right.
3: Yeah. Did you add your bonus though?
0: No, yeah. So that's 13, unlucky 13. I don't know. Not we'll as see. good as last time. I'm not sure yep. if it's going to work or not. Um I know.
1: One of the things Natalie and I talk about a lot is dungeon mastering, because I don't do it. Um, but like teaching, like that's something that we both feel pretty strongly about is mm-hmm. how we can onboard new dungeon masters slowly and easily, and, and give them the tips that they need to be successful in their endeavors. But yeah, it's
3: it's an overwhelming thing. So part of what I'm trying to do is just really break it down to just a step by step, chill. We're all just here
1: storytelling with each other. We're all just here to have fun. We're all here yes. to have fun. So I are you a dungeon master? Uh, I you, am mostly a
3: player. You're mostly
1: a player. Okay, that's, that's
3: right. That's and, what I thought. And I feel like that mostly comes from my partner is the like forever, stereotypical forever DM. So even when I mention like, hey, maybe I'll do this one, he's like, mm, maybe not.
1: Because
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that one. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. just keep doing this <laughs> one right
1: now. Um, and what what about your characters? Is there like a, a particular type of character you gravitate towards?
3: Uh, so my last character is a warlock and I love her. There's something so fun about being a warlock because I feel like you can be kind of bad, but like not bad. Yeah. Um, it's just
0: <laughs> I'm bad. Just
3: very, I like just, it. Yeah. You can just like kind of be bad in a fun
1: not hurtful way. You can kind of be bad because you were forced to, but you were forced because you were actually trying to do something good. Right.
3: Exactly. Like, it's exactly. that's kind of how I
1: I I think about it. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, I love my warlock. Uh love playing a barbarian also. There's something wow. very fun about raging, which maybe that goes back to the whole like I also like being a little bad. Like I also like the yeah. raging <laughs> Just, yeah, All of these parts of myself that I don't get to express in real life, I do it at the table.
1: Have you always had this, like, uh, the barbarian love, or was that something that happened within, like, the last year, say? I, it,
3: it happened <laughs> well, so. over time. I feel like okay. a lot of my starting characters were, you know, wizard, sorcerer, and then... I don't know. It just kind of evolved into I can be so much more than a spellcaster sitting in the back. Like maybe I want to tank. Maybe I want to swing some battle axes. Who Embrace knows?
1: the rage.
3: Embrace the rage.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You can have it. Can be your. Cool. Get that. My get new that, tagline.
2: Uh, carved <laughs> you'll onto You'll see it in onto an e- axe. my email. <laughs> my
0: email.
1: league and product manager.
0: I, th- I thought, Shelly, so, you were going to ask, the reason why she was being a barbarian was because she started working with us, and she was like, there's just so much more rage involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just so so angry all the time. <laughs> I just really need an outlet for that.
0: No. No, no right. not at all. Uh, well, my daughter was just here, and she is chomping at the bit to Dungeon Master. Uh, oh. It's sim- you know, and I, I, I think there's just so much uh, there to be able to to mine. Uh, how, how do we get kids to play... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons?
3: I feel like it should come, like, maybe almost easier to kids. Cause I feel like one of my favorite things about being a kid was just being able to play make believe with my friends. Just like that's just what we did. So it's just being like, hey, anything that happens here is all right. Just feel free to play, like, be yourself, play, let loose. I, I feel like, like that there too. is no wrong answer. Like, your party goes left and you wanted them to go right, like, that's okay.
0: Shelly?
1: I hear that now. I get it. I get it.
0: When people say, I feel like that's happened like three times recently. I feel like those are direct call-outs for you now. I
1: do. I think it's like, you're all just vessels of the universe and the universe (laughs) is like, say this to her. I'll keep repeating the same mantra to her. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I were a child, then yes, I probably would have uh, just come to it more naturally. I fully believe we should be training kids to be dungeon masters from a very early age. Um because it's it's good for them. It is good for them to to feel that somewhat in control. But yeah. also um in like a safe, confined way. And mm-hmm. like here, you know what? You don't really get to be the boss at anything when you're six. But like here as the dungeon master, you can like you can yeah. actually tell mommy you and daddy that we didn't, yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to do the thing we wanted to do. And and also kids are such natural storytellers. It's just mm-hmm. And they like to do the voices, and they can do the characters, and I just think it's it's a role that they we always think about when we play D and D with them is like, well, they're going to be a character. I'm going to make them a character, and I'm going to be their DM. But lately, I have been thinking I might have approached this wrong with my own kid, and like maybe we should have been like, let's play D and D. You are the dungeon master. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe that should be their first entry point.
3: Has he DM'd?
1: I mean, like basically his whole life. Is a, <laughs> as a dungeon master, because he is just, like, bossy and telling us what to do most of the time. <laughs> I have to say, and it, he is rolls a hi- high.
3: <laughs> it is a highlight of many meetings when he comes in and makes makes an appearance.
1: When he insisted on telling you guys a joke today. Yeah. Was really yeah. Good. yeah, he was like, I'm not going to camp until you unmute and let me tell this damn joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Already in charge. Already uh, in charge. Yeah. I love it. That's what yep. Dungeon Mastering is all about. <laughs> yeah. Collaboration. Yeah.
1: hmm
0: Well, and I'm so glad you're here and collaborating with us and making all of the things that we can't talk about yet, but I'm very excited Soon. for it.
1: Soon. Soon. Soon yeah i just got the a meeting notification for a meeting that natalie and i will be in in five minutes about something that we can't talk about but it's gonna yeah be. i gotta to say 2020
3: next year is gonna be really big and really exciting for what's um, coming out yeah,
1: yeah if you like like a lot of D and D things 2022 is your year friends yeah
0: not, not to mention 2021 and 2020 and 2019. What year are we in? I actually did have to. You know, I was time a little confused. Like, wait, 2022
1: is that the next year? I couldn't wait, remember on. for a minute.
0: <laughs> is time an illusion? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, roll the twenty. So. Natalie yeah. tells
1: no lies. It's true. <laughs> She's a truth teller.
0: Well, you have passed your insight check for us, Natalie. Uh, very excited that you are are here and uh, are being somewhat truthful. So that's good.
3: <laughs> somewhat truthful. <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell.
0: <laughs> that's right. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, and uh,
3: yeah,
1: Natalie, always good thanks. to chat with you.
3: All right, guys, see you later. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: So glad Natalie has joined the team and is designing all of the projects that she's designing but can't talk about. Good stuff all she's around. She's delightful.
1: That was uh, super fun. And Nat, I'm, it's, like, we've never met in real life, but yet <laughs> I feel like, like we're, you know, she's just a good person. And I'm excited to work with her in, in real life one day. But I love working with her now because she's very smart and she's really fun.
0: Kindred spirits. Yes. Well, I have had that same experience uh, working with Amy Vorpal over the last few months. Uh, Makes me laugh on a daily basis every single time I talk to her. And here she is coming to laugh for you. Yay. Let's welcome Amy Vorpal to Dragon Talk. Yay. Yay.
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great
0: welcome. Our studio Live audience, audience. Uh, we, we 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 ply them with alcohol, and they
2: <laughs> so it is a party and in here. Oh, yep,
1: we got keg stands yes. going off in the corner.
2: <laughs> All right, okay, yeah.
1: easy tiger. Yeah, I cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dog actually it's <laughs> like literally passed out on the floor
2: oh, i'm babysitting i'm babysitting becca scott's dog oh. oh he is right oh sweetie oh yeah he Beautiful just likes fluff. he likes being nearby um, i just
1: i know sleeping dogs like the, you know that old cliche let sleeping dogs what lie? Oh, let's, lie. Sleep. let's, let's leave dogs lie. Let, let them okay. do what? Let the dogs lie. Like, <laughs> what, is <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
0: Don't what hurt the, the dog. What's the idiot?
1: What do I do with this dog? It's just lying here. Yes. Let them lie. They're so they're just yes. the cutest and, when they're asleep. You
2: know. Yeah, and not barking. He. We live our apartment's pretty like right out, right next to the mailboxes. And so any time someone is approaching to get their mail, they're literally on our porch and that's like a problem for, you know, a little puppy who A lot
0: of woofing, a lot of woofing involved. Yeah, a
2: lot of woofing. Good. A lot of woofing yeah.
0: protect. Well, protect. I was excited because I got to meet Becca Scott's dog at D oh, Live. yes! yes! No
1: way.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. She,
0: she brought him to uh, uh our little after party get together.
2: That's, that's how we started we babysat him because um she was saying, Oh, I felt so guilty because I left him at home the whole day. I was um doing, you know, hosting DD Live. And when my boyfriend found out. He was like, nah, get that dog over here. Like I'll, (laughs) I'll take care of him. Um, And And so I told her, I was like, next time you, you were like, even nervous, just even if it's like, you know, just a few more hours than you'd like, let us know because we, we really do, we have space for him and we have like, yeah, I mean, obviously the mailbox isn't, isn't ideal, but we will take care of him and he will get so many pets. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so sweet. You I'm kind of jealous, though, that that dog got to go to D&D Live.
2: Three out of four people on this podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. have been to d Live. <laughs> oh, <my God.
0: laughs> Uh, well, it was so great. All of your work on, on D&D Live, you know, writing uh, yes. all the the stuff behind the oh scenes, as well as being on camera, as awesome as you were. Uh, what, it was, what was it like? From I, mean, I know I know you and I got to talk about it, but what I was know. it like? I
2: know. Well, from, from beginning to end, it was, it was. It, I think, you know, it started off as not quite a whirlwind and it, then it ramped up into whirlwind city, which from my experience with live television, that's exactly right. <laughs> so... Yes. From uh, the get-go, I was, uh, Lucas was the showrunner and he he needed some help on the creative end and when they, when he asked me and tagged me, it was like pretty much a sure thing, you know, right right away and then we just jumped in and um, my experience. My experience of writing for live television came from, or I guess I guess you would call it internet television or streaming, but it's still TV and it shows, so I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I call it television because it makes me feel fancy. But it came from Mothership, which was, if you remember the digital platform Alpha, a combination yeah. of Nerdist and Geek and Sundry, and this was their kind of G4-esque or Attack of the Show-esque hour-long show esque hour long segmented show. And so having written for that and knowing how segments works and intros and outros, I I just really, I think I really filled in the gaps of what Lucas was looking for because he's aces on the technical end and also on coming up with ideas and knowing what a stream and a live stream actually is and what it looks like and, and how to interact with chat. And then just to have the nuts and bolts nailed down in the script, that's where I came in. So it was It was so fun. And then it turned into on the show, like, because of how things were, Lucas, Zach, and I were the three people who knew what was happening pretty much every second. But Lucas and Zach had to be in the tech control booth that was a little little bit removed from the stage. And I was the third and final person who knew it was going on on the stage. So I actually got to like kind of turn into a bit of a stage manager and kind of, they had a stage manager and, and they were doing a great job too. But as far as what needs to happen next and what props even play or, or which ad or whatever. So I got to, I got to kind of tell, I, I don't know. I played, I played a bigger part, which felt good. Like not, not quite director, not quite stage manager, but a little bit of, I don't know. I, what I would call myself is just person who knew WTF was going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge.
0: That's yeah. that is, And that is a huge That's thing. Very I mean, important. I think, in many ways uh in previous d and d lives, that was uh the role that I kind of fell into because I knew I just knew the schedule, I knew where right. things needed to be, I knew which talent needed to be where and get prepped for what was happening next. Um, and you know of course you're right there were stage managers and directors and yes. people who are were, who were doing the actual work but for some but reason as
2: far as like a point person who yeah. if anyone needed to know or like that you know some crew member that I didn't even know was operating a can I don't know because i there were so many crew people there but if they like even at lunch everyone's like are we back and I'm like no you still have 30 minutes because the next thing is just a, 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 a you know a sod a sound on tape something that we're cutting to so we don't have to be back for another 30 and they were like really? And I was like, yes, yeah. you can <laughs> trust me. Eat yeah. your lunch. I know <laughs> and these just, things. Yeah. I know these things. And, and, and you can always blame me if something went wrong. And it was like, it was this like level of responsibility and power, not to <laughs> quote Spider-Man too much, but in a way that just, it, it like, I don't know if you felt this way, Greg, when you were doing it, but it felt like, um, using the whole Buffalo. And mm-hmm. I feel like as, Humans and creatives—that's all you're trying to do—is just like, guys, I have so many talents, and I can, I can really be in charge and be a leader, and uh, and okay, let's go. And then when, and when the whole buffalo is used, it, you just feel so like warm and fuzzy, and and like you, you're, I don't know. Uh, To quote Loki, you have a glorious purpose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels very uh, uh, like your mind is going to be flayed at any moment, but you're also on edge, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no, I can do this. I can do this." I used to call it just solving problems. Like, you know, I'm just going to go through everything, and I'm just going to solve any problem I see, or if people, you know, come up to you for anything. Yes, yes, and
2: I'm not wishing for problems, but I have I have a confidence that I can
0: solve them. (laughs) Well, and that's awesome. Because you you also, yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, I was,
1: have either of you watched Olympic badminton by chance? No. Okay, Olympic for, you, badminton? You need to watch because okay. we watched it as a joke. We were like, okay, let's see badminton <laughs> in, in the Olympics. Because in seventh grade, I won a trophy in badminton. And I am not athletic. And it is like <laughs> the one sport that you can just have a cocktail and a racket and just play and have fun. Oh, no. Like, they were crazy. Like, it was like, ba-ba-ba-ba! Like, I take everything back about wow. badminton. The point might- of that... Is that hearing the two of you talk about your experiences as like stage managers and problem solvers for D&D yes. Live makes me think of those Olympic badminton people yeah. that are just constantly <laughs> bam, like hitting <laughs> those birdies down, <laughs> yes. bam, back over the net, like nothing falls. Oh, it's I just love a that constant metaphor. stream. So take a, but you will also love Olympic badminton. Love watching. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's,
2: I just love amazing. watching people be experts.
1: In I know. Anything. Just yeah.
2: the expertise involved and like, oh, that that's just something that. You know, like, I don't want to say I could never do, but yeah, you can see the, the 10,000 hours or more right. in their work. So I, I yeah. should check that out because you're right. When I heard that, I was like, really? We're going here now, Shelly? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an Olympic. Take us Batman on that Olympic is-
0: journey.
1: I've never yes. seen anything quite like, but it also was like, am I watching like a Will Ferrell movie right now? Because like, it <laughs> it did actually like have like sense. like they were so serious, but in like right. a Will Ferrell sort of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's but,
0: fascinating? There is a, a documentary series. I think it's called Six Days or something like that, or Seven Days. It was on Netflix or something like that, and it was uh, basically being able to take uh, like a show or a production. And they go back seven days, seven days before it starts. And they do a day by day of like, this is what this day was like. This is what this day was like. And it always reminded me of what D&D Live felt like, where it was like, you know, how cool would it be to see like a week before like the sets being built and then like each day, like having more talent kind of, you know, come in and all the problems that go about it. And so really, if if anyone is interested in the idea of production and how it can be done, um, it is worth checking out for sure. Oh my
2: God. It's just, and it's also a testament to like, uh, this would never happen if, if there wasn't like if we didn't have a time for the show to start, because at that point it's just gonna happen. And, um, And then it did, and like I, I just remember how, you know, when they first started reading the teleprompter, and like it was very emotional. I was like, "Oh, I bet!" Oh my god, it's it's actually happening, and all of this prep. It there's just nothing like live television, where because there's no editing. There's like a lot of um, rehearsal and leading up to it, but you know that what it whatever it is, it is, and and that is has its own pressure, but also its own charm to it. So. Yeah, it it did work out, but it yeah, when it first started, it was like quite the the emotional experience and uh it was cool. It's cool to be on on the set that day. Those yeah. two days, I mean.
0: Yeah, and then you got um, to uh Dungeon Master. You got I did to get to
2: Dungeon Master. Play the and, game. Yeah, with some really I feel like with I mean it yeah, I, I'll just say, I feel like I had the best table because I definitely <laughs> got to, I did, because I got to play with players in person, which I know some of the um, the celebrity table and, or the comedian's table and um, the wrestler's table weren't able to do that. So live in person, always better, always better. And then I just had gamers um, Mm -hmm. and they were down, you know, like they, whether they knew what was actually how to play, which a few of them did not know how to play, but a few of them did, which is always, you know, just a little bit easier to make a show out of. Um, But those who didn't were just down. And that's, that's why I love just gamers and performers and all of them had been on camera before. So it was just like, ah, my job is easy. Y'all are just going to do what you do. And, um, and not to mention everyone is like as far, I know we have the comedians table, but mm-hmm. you can't be on like G4 or a Twitch stream and not be excellent at comedy, improv comedy, um, you know, interpersonal reactions. It's just, it was just so great. <laughs> and on top of that, I got to prep, um, because the adventure was a set or at, at least inspired by the wild beyond the Witchlight light book. So I got a little sneak peek at uh, at the Feywild and the and the Witchlight carnival. So that was just such a treat, which I didn't. I definitely that was more than I signed up for. You know, writing D D, it was like, okay, I guess we'll we'll like touch on some points and do NDA and whatever. And then it was like DM, and here's the book, or at least like it wasn't the whole thing, but definitely some key chapters. And it was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs>
0: Give me all of the material, Mr. Perkins. (laughs) Sneaky,
2: yeah, yeah. So Uh, you had players.
1: Oh gosh, Greg, we're not in St. Greg and I, (laughs) I, I, like, we missed like one week, and now we're just like, (laughs) we're on vacation mode. Still, (laughs) how do we do this?
0: Mm. (laughs) Go on, sir. I was just going to confirm that what flubby bonks and guzzle shucks actually means, uh, so that everyone knows.
2: Yes. They are trinkets. They're just trinkets. And what, what the name came from, because with words like uh, Jabberwock and Gob, it was inspired by Jabberwock and Gobstopper. And I basically made a little bit like a heightened, obviously Feywild version of um, the Gobstopper story in Willy Wonka, where the idea is this they're, they're just trinkets and they're just names for uh, trinkets in the Feywild where it's um it's also inspired by my boyfriend's grandfather uh, was a carpenter builder and he and I've never met him, but his his like stories transcend him and he would name things. He wouldn't use their real name like I guess a wrench and a screwdriver. Sure. But when you know you have those like weird Bendy things in carpentry where you're like, whatever the hell that is, uh, that would be, he'd call it like a flibberty doodle or like he <laughs> had a, a faddle addle. Like he would just call things uh, these random things. And I was like, well, that's all of that sounds very fay wild. So mm. um, I also just look, I'm a little stinker. Let's put that in the teleprompter and make the host say that a million times. Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. <laughs> that was the part that I think you let that slip at one point. You're like, I'm just doing it. It was in the yeah, meeting or something like I that. You're mean, like, I'm just doing it so yeah, that everyone has to say it. that out loud. Somebody,
2: yeah, somebody I mean, there's it. there. it does create some intrigue. I am fairly good at naming things. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, lean in to your talents and Flubby bunks <laughs> and shucks. I had I had a list of six. There were six because there were six players and each person got either a Flubby Bunker, Guzzleshuck, or the other things, a, a Tragnabbit, or I don't know, something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn, you are good.
2: am really good. Well, a that wasn't man. one of them. I'm, now I'm making up stuff, but they were they were expert, expertly uh, curated by my brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Becca's dog is going to have a new name by the time. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs>
2: he no longer answers. He has it. a good name Mine. now. It's Oshi, and so I, I feel good. I feel really good about that. But we were talking about getting a dog, my boyfriend and I, and we would name him. If we got a boy, he'd be Ragnar. And if it's a girl, we would name her Rubu. Oh, nice. So Rubu. But ideally we have two, Ragnar and Rubu. I feel like we
1: need um, like a Feywild Wild name generate. Like, like, like totally. if this is your, uh, your first initial in your well, birth month you or know, whatever. Can you it, can, can you do
2: that for us, Amy? Yeah, I'll just get on that real quick. Okay. I Write
0: like some it. bots. Make it yeah a wait I
2: have them right here and I think I only set him once because two and a half hours to play a, a one shot is actually not much time and it's it always surprises me how how quickly that goes okay flubby box guzzle shucks uh there's a boofs, a dapple flutel, very much inspired by my boyfriend's grand uh, grandfather torg torg nubbins and cudger bags
0: Cudger bags <laughs> <laughs> That one go. sounds <laughs> slightly dirty, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that's the thing is like also in Harry Potter, you know, like Hogwarts, and there, there are just some spells where you're like, we say Hogwarts now and just say, we know what that is, and it's mm. fine. But if you think about it, that's disgusting. Right. <laughs> like, so, Hogwarts yes. was never wonderful and beautiful. It's always been the wart on a hog. But all, um, it's just in the vernacular
1: now. This is something we've been reading Harry Potter to my son, mm-hmm. and like hearing it again. Like it's usually my husband reading it out loud. I'm like Hogwarts. Yeah. How did I never question like those two words together and what that is? I until very recently I had that yeah. same revelation. Hogwarts.
0: Ugh. Dumbledore. Yeah. Not Dumbledore. really a very wizardy sounding name, really. No, when you think about you're right. It. It,
1: now it is.
2: Now, now I it is because you we un-see. think of it that way. But, and uh, Dumbledore is the one who sings Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, 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 Hogwarts. <laughs> and like, it, like you know, you just lean in and you're like, all right, Hogwarts it is. Yeah.
0: It's happening. It's happening. Name,
1: naming things is very important. It you're is very lucky great. that you have that.
0: <laughs> well, i was excited for everyone to learn the name uh fizz bands treasury of yes! dragons yes! During Oh my gosh.
2: speaking of good names yes that was really really that was so cool and that was so cool that i got to um like i don't know be part of that discussion because i know there are there are tons of contributing writers and you know the fact the vicinity of me literally just off the set um made it <laughs> very, very and hard. also
1: writing the script. Well, I mean, no, you could just yeah, literally like, be like, and now Amy and enters.
2: And for no reason at all, it's time for Amy's turn on camera. Doesn't yeah. she look great? Wow,
1: really Amy. So James Wyatt says, you are so talented, Amy. I've never worked with a writer as talented yeah, oh, he's as. He's veering from the
2: script. He's talking too much about the Treasury of dragons. Back to the prompter, back to the prompter. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really fun to to be able to help announce that. Um not to mention to work on the book. And yeah,
1: tell us what, what your part was in the book. Yes.
2: Okay, so I I am a contributing writer to Fisben's Treasury of Dragons, which is the Dragon Compendium that will be out later this year, and I played I I, I basically played Fisben, which means that like Xanathar's uh, uh or Volo's Guide to Monsters um and Xanathar and Tasha's Cauldron of Everything all, all of those uh all of those books have a character title, um, or a character who is part of the title. And then they have their little, like what I call little post-it notes and their commentary mm-hmm. on the more crunchy part of the text, the more rules-based or, um, I don't know, less, less colorful, uh, part of the text that is important for the games, but, uh, just having their commentary adds some life and flavor and gives the whole text, um, kind of a, I don't know, just like a a string that threads it all together. And so I was tagged uh, by James Wyatt, but he told me that I was actually recommended by Chris Perkins to play Fizbin because they were looking for, guess what, a bit of a silly voice. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) that is something that I definitely can do. So that was uh, just and that was just another cool little Venn diagram thing of like, oh yeah, I've done a bunch of comedy, some songwriting. You know, I called him when my boyfriend was like, what are you working on? It was always like, oh, wizard tweets. I'm just writing wizard tweets <laughs> that are, you know, <laughs> based on what the book was was about and what the book was talking about. But um, yeah, it was, it was really just adding uh, James and I called them quips. And He. this was the first time I think he had done a project like this. It definitely was mine. So we just came up with the way I would give it to him is uh, an Excel document. And on one column, it was the chapter or the sub chapter where I think it should go or what it's alluding to. And then the next part was the actual uh, wizard tweet or post-it note or like Fizbin's quip.
0: Yeah. I like wizard's tweet. Like, I feel like that's something (laughs) that we should trademark right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got. I, I know that not all of them got in the book. So once it's out, I can just. I mean, it. it yeah. Outtakes. Y'all, y'all own it, so you could just uh, take everything and, and run with it. Or I don't know. It's it's it was just so fun because it was all very like there were so many different ones. It was a lot of oh the the other thing I wanted to say about that is he James was like we're doing something weird with Phizman. We're de- We're like. Definitely saying that Fisban is Bahamut. We're like, yes, he's Bahamut. This is his version in in um, in human form is is Fisban the fabulous. But also we're saying he's also had other Bahamut himself has had other iterations, including a female. And we're not really commenting too much on that, but ideally we have like in the tweet in the tweets or the quips, we get a sense that this person, um, yeah, transcends time, transcends gender. Uh, you know, it isn't one thing or another. And then on top of that, in the books, in the Dragonlance novels, Fisman himself is really doddering to the point of like, whoopsie, um, what's a dragon? I don't remember the spell. How do you say these words? Like really cute, but you can't really write, you can't be like an expert on dragons in the compendium when you're like, like I can't I that's not a valid like commentary like Mm -hmm. what the heck is this right here maybe you'll know (laughs) so so I had to come up with like a different voice that's like equally silly and charming but not quite um forgetful uh and and does like is conscious and knows what's going on uh and that turned into a, a a bit of a yeah, like a, a doddering professor, but very sweet and kind and like loves everything to do with dragons. Um, has bunches of weird stories that he can pull from and loves like loves a bun- loves sweets and hmm. and monsters and, and just is like kind of bemused and, and whimsical about everything. So some of the some of the clips are a little bit nodding to like, oh, if you don't really want to play this monster. As a monster, here here's a story about that monster that kind of, you know, is is a little bit, makes the monster a little bit more charming. And maybe this monster could be your friend, which is one of the themes, I guess, of Treasury of Dragons. It's like a dragon doesn't have to be a monster. It can be like so many different things in your story. So, yeah. Anyway, I could talk for a long time about it. That's really yeah. interesting <laughs> because
0: like the whole idea of multiverse, I think, is people are thinking about a lot, you know, with... Yeah with, uh, uh, you know, the Loki and, and WandaVision and things that have been in the, the collective consciousness totally. with the MCU, and right? And I feel like this is a lot of the way James has been talking about the way you've been talking about this book. It feels like dragons are that part of the d d multiverse that are holding on to it. And you might not remember all of the versions of yourself, but there's right. this rem- remembrance or dream remembrance that can happen. Um, and I love that that's trying to get across in these in these very funny... Yes, wizard, wizard qu- tweets.
2: I know, and and there were. God, there's one. Eh, I probably I probably can't even say it, but there's I know there's one that James came up with. It he was like something like this, but I don't know. You're the quip master. I was like, no, that's really great. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> right. Like I think we all as like D players we probably could all just contribute to this, you know, it's, it's like just tapping into a little bit of silly and then some, some lore, but really it's more about the, like, Ooh, it would be fun to play this, you know? Um, And just what's, what's fun. But yeah, he was, he was awesome at uh, just kind of giving me a a lot of free reign to, I don't know, mess with stuff. It felt like.
0: Yeah. And the way you were describing how you wrote those uh, quips it sounds similar to the, how you were describing writing the uh, uh, dialogue that showed up at the bottom of D and D Live. When oh, the- oh
1: my god! I was going to ask, is that you too? Was that you too? Yeah. Shared? Oh my
2: god! That was one of my favorite parts. The the charity monster, you mean? Or like or the, the when dragon? they were
1: when they were com- the monsters were going up against. Yes. Them. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I found out what the, those are called because I was describing it to a friend, and they said Th- those are called barks. Which is like in a video game, someone has to write. You know, when you hit attack something or just interact with someone or walk past them, like in Skyrim or whatever, they're, they're going, "Oh, okay." Oh, you know, I shot an arrow in the knee or whatever. And someone is writing those barks, and he, they said that that's what it was. So yeah, I had I got I had a lot of fun playing with um, just the as the different monsters that the dragon was fighting. Like <laughs> oh, they so they just fun. had different they just had a different flavor. If they got hit, if they missed, if, um, oh God, what was his name? Toravel, Toravel actually won. And it was, yeah, it was really fun. That was a lot. It was a lot of work. Cause I, <laughs> th- those things are just like, I think list, I list making in, in a certain, like still it's almost like dialogues, almost like script writing, but no one's responding. So you're, I don't know. It's, it's like bulleted writing and it's, um, it's just a different. It's just a different beast, and I. I, I would not say I'm very fast at it, but uh, it. It does wind up being quite fun. But you were good at it because that. Yeah. My, my eyes were glued to the bottom of the screen.
1: Oh. Like, I love it. <laughs> this, what's the, the trash talking <laughs> happening with these monsters It was so yeah. good.
2: Oh, okay. it was just so funny. Oh, yep. that's great. We oh, I can share it. with you. I actually have it right here. The journal. I have a bullet journal on on how I write those. Things because they oh, were wow.
1: um Ooh, a bullet journal even
2: yes so don't I don't really recommend uh, googling bullet journals because you can really go down a rabbit hole uh, <laughs> of a lot of different That's thoughts. Always- it sounds like be. you're
0: going down a rabbit hole right now. With all <laughs> yeah, the sound effects. Hold we've got on. Just so going to the
1: Feywild right be, now.
2: This is going to be worth it. A herringon's <laughs> going to pop up. Oh, <laughs> oh very stoked on that. Did like somebody comment. say Feywild? <laughs> is that is that the canonical voice of herringons? <laughs> it is. It is
1: now. <laughs> I have. I'm going to talk to Chris Perkins later this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Would you like oh. to come
2: to the Feywild? Yes. So this is what it Ooh, looks like. Wow! And, and so each square was—I can't remember one. It was either—I don't know. Each square was—I really can't remember one, two. I, I've done different ones. So anyway, it doesn't—it doesn't really matter. It's one, two, five, or ten. I break them up into just like manageable chunks of of like how, how much fun it would be to color in. Um, so I think it was five for every five, I would get a a box and then get to color it in. Uh, but yeah, that was like, then I, then I could look at it and like color different colors and be like, no, I actually did work and I am making progress and making a dent. And that, that was like really key because you can get in the weeds of just like one quip, another quip, (laughs) you know, like it can get a little tedious, but this made it uh, just fun and trackable.
0: Something. Were those your drawings in there that we saw briefly? No, 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 no. Oh. This is
2: <laughs> this is a journal called the Hero's Journal, and and no one's paying me to. But you are you are the hero on your own quest. So you like you oh, you get cool. I don't know. They give you little quotes, and uh, and they 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 make it I don't know. They make it where you're like logging in, and every thirty entries you're like recapping what happened, and you're in act one and how did you refuse the call and that kind of thing. So it's like modeled after the hero's journey, the but hero's it's a
1: hero's journal.
2: Nice.
1: Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. I like the the bullet journals. I, I, I want to be one of those <laughs> You want to be one of those people. <laughs> oh, I like went and like got the stickers and the marker. And actually like I, I'm using the bullet journal from, like, two years ago to prop up my laptop right now.
2: (laughs) Wow, that is perfect. That is Um, how they were always meant to be used. I just, I mean, I I
1: like, like, the colors and the post-its and the stickies, and I just, like, I... I, But it's an interesting concept you're talking about to use it as, like, a reward for writing. Yeah.
2: It's very, very strange that it is a reward where I get to use color pencils. It's I know. like oh, whatever. I'm I'm like definitely a video game minded person. So whatever it is, whatever the reward, I'm very rewards oriented. So if I can trick myself, um, which I can, because I'm smart, but not smarter than myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's the way
1: to easily do it. trickable.
0: It's very yes. clever. Fair that clever. seems like a fizzband quote right there. <laughs>
1: I am smarter, but not smarter than myself. Yes,
2: you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Fizban's that. voice, by the way.
0: That is <laughs> canonical. canonical.
2: Yes, I love it, Shelley. That's an awesome Thanks. voice. Awesome, I'm voice. feeling really inspired. Just a little, inspired uh, talking it almost sounds a little drunk too, which I de- or like you know a little stoned But I feel
1: like that tracks a little. Absolutely, it? yes. I mean, you tell me as the voice. Yeah. Did he get like a little slurry <laughs> towards the end? Of, a little, a little loose lips. Was that amazing. your reward? I yeah. did.
2: I will see if it made it in there. I, there. There's no way it did, but you know, I can't help myself. There were a few fart jokes. <laughs> um and some of and after every single one I was like sorry James (laughs) sorry Sorry. (laughs) are funny what I'm not supposed to write something down that I thought I have to (laughs) self-edit you're not paying
0: me enough for that yeah (laughs) you hire me you get my unadulterated writing style well that's
2: like that's like the the candle well I don't know you're probably bringing that up but candle cape mysteries were um one of the characters' names. So I had a, a this isn't a spoiler, but the, there was, a, there's a cult and they, the way they name themselves is uh, a farm export and then a farm animal. And that creates things like um, llama peach, you know, or, or that anyway, you get it. But I, uh, one of them was dog nuts and that one did not make it. <laughs> dog nuts didn't make <laughs> it. Yeah, dog nuts didn't make it. RIP. But oh, yeah. still,
0: you can still bring it into your own uh, playing of of your adventure from Canmore Key that, if you want. Yeah, to. there was
2: a part of me that I was like, maybe it will, because uh, in uh, the Dragon of Ice Icefire Peak, um, mm-hmm. there is a an NPC that is a child who. Uh, just his his like mo is kicking people in the genitals.
1: I have a story. Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> um. Hold on. Okay. For real. Is
0: this another yeah. show well, and tell. Anyway,
2: she's gonna say that I'm right, and so what? Like no. <laughs> oh my god! This. this is so cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> Can you? Oh see my that? god. Okay, that's the child right here, right? That you're talking about, that NPC, the sidekick. That's right, Quinn he- Topple, I think his name is. I and that remember. other picture is my kid, and it's based on what it's is wrong base, with your kid that he's, like, he's a boy? He's like <laughs> at the time he was like four or five, and I think like oh. he had this thing about just like punching my husband in the groin. <laughs> he was just like this is really funny and so oh I think like goodness. Bart was like created a uh, like his his D and d character or something and like I Perkins thought it was funny and somehow he was like he's gonna become a sidekick and we're gonna call him Quinn high topple and his his ability is or his his thing is like punching people in the groin. that's yes and so Sean would he said give me a picture of Quinn my my son Quinn and I did. I gave him his class picture, which you're looking at. Oh, out. my God. And Red, then, is this the
2: first time you've heard this?
0: Oh, no. I knew this.
2: Oh, you already <laughs> yeah. knew this? Oh, my God. And so <laughs> okay. then Sean
1: went and, like, created him. And my son is like, it's the coolest thing. Like,
2: I'm in a dandy book. He's immortalized. Oh, He's my immortalized. God. That's so funny. I I feel that. like I've
1: never heard, like, anybody actually, like, in the real world, like, reference yeah. Quinn's character. They- He's going to love
2: that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Tell him that. I mean, that... That's so cool. <laughs> Shelley. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. He was in a it
0: WWE is. and still is, uh, you know, wrestling kind of mode, I think, too. That's where a lot of that came from. 'cause oh, Bart, yeah. Bart would like a lot of about showmen. Bart oh, Shelly, totally. something would complain about him like, you know, hurting him from jumping on him and, and yeah, I think he, that's where the groin. Bart's, Bart's, Bart's came.
1: been to like physical therapy because of <laughs> Quinn's wrestling moves.
0: <months. laughs> <like, laughs> that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yes, we do, he doesn't do that. Me. So, I think but if I that's in there,
0: then dog nuts should have been. That's there what I want. Well. Like, I don't yeah. understand
1: why we didn't get dog nuts. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, now, now I know a little bit more of the story. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to, I'm to talk to Perkins. To do exactly nothing. But I'm going to know deep down that dog nuts might have deserved a little more attention.
1: Well, hopefully, we see dog nuts pop up in a future DD adventure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, I'll just spell it y- wrong or weird. I'll spell, I'll like get all Gygax on it and just be like, it's <laughs> big <laughs> But <laughs> Add a few apostrophes and some yeah, extra some z's on the yeah. end.
0: <laughs> It'll be like a <laughs> dragon, a dragon <laughs> name. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but speaking of your candle key mysteries adventure, I think I just saw someone on Twitter like uh, say that their their players had just gotten to the realization of what happens, uh, and they're so yeah. excited about
2: that. Oh, it's so cool. There, there have been a few a few people have tweeted at at me like oh this is so cool my players like when they realized you know what the twist is which i won't i won't spoil it here because why but um Mm -hmm. but then yeah there have been some streams and so this one was as far as i could tell it was just a one-shot stream and when they got to the the to the reveal it was so joyful for the dungeon master and he you could see it on his face he was like and then the other players were like Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no, <laughs> no. And it was like, this is everything. <laughs>
1: is, that, is that the reaction you were going for? The Dungeon Master's glee and the players <laughs> and rolling their eyes?
2: I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, I don't know. I, I, like, ideally, I mean, as it, long it, it did seem to, like tongue-in-cheek disappointment, but also, like, they were, they were actually flummoxed, which is interesting because... There, there's a there's a world where you play the adventure and you find out immediately what the twist is. Mm-hmm. But they had played it to to where they didn't know it was the thing until uh, the thing was imminent, and that is that is its own little, uh, just like a jewel of of yeah, like player experiences. So I I didn't have really a goal on how anyone would feel playing it, but I did I did want to I did want to write something where I knew that. I would have fun running it for my, for my players or, you know, my ideal players, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the, yeah, I, I think the fun came through and the fact that you said that the, there's dungeon master Glee, what I had mm-hmm. to realize immediately writing the, the adventure, cause I hadn't really, I just didn't realize that it was a letter to the dungeon master Like you're writing a letter literally to the dungeon master. So you're not actually the dungeon master. You're not running this game when you're writing the adventure. You're like helping someone navigate your own brain. And it doesn't really have anything to do with how you would run it. You're just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And then really nailing down some some actual stats and some actual information uh, so that someone else can add their own creativity and their own spin to it. Uh, and that was very mind, mind, uh, mind muckery is what I'll say.
0: Right. Because I think we talked about this, you know, um, back earlier in the year, right. Where like, there's that idea of like, you can write an adventure for yourself pretty easily, right. You can just take a few notes, Make a bullet journal page about it. (laughs) You can pretty much run (laughs) in the night, uh, what you're going to be doing. Um, and you can't do that very well, uh, for th- another person right so i like i like right. that description that you just had of it it's a letter to a dungeon master or like a a, a guide for them on how to run this particular you know story yeah. that you we're trying to get across
2: even cuz when you just have to work backwards cuz it's like when i he, chris, uh, so chris was the project director for that and he made it clear like it, you're you're writing a mystery but you you hide nothing from the dungeon master the immediately the dungeon master should know what the mystery is how to solve it uh what the twist is at at the very beginning because they're going to be the ones who are playing the game that need to kind of plant the seeds and you can help them plant the seeds on their way but um it's going to be it's going to be backwards you're not writing a story or plot because uh, the players are the main characters so don't you can't <laughs> write a plot without the main characters. You're just—I um, don't know what he said, but it, but it was something akin to you're building a playground, and and then the people, the players, can interact how they want. But that that didn't—I mean, when you're writing a mystery, everything about your brain is like ah, but what could be behind the door? What you know, and you want to ask those questions, and it's totally irrelevant in adventure writing because it's a dungeon master's job not your job as the writer,
0: which is weird. Right. It's almost like writing a show Bible before you know what the show is (laughs) about.
2: Yes. Yeah. And you're not writing the episodes and you're not casting it and you're not telling the actors what to do or anything. You're just being like, um, yeah, like this is, this is it. This is the thing. Now you go forth and, and you're able to kind of get the tone, I guess, which I don't think I ever meant for it to be. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's like, that one's silly. And I'm like, I guess. I I hmm. it I didn't try to make it silly. I just wanted something to be wanting I just wanted the candle keep library to be something other than you thought it was. That's all. <laughs> but I guess it did kind of get silly with dog nuts. So <laughs> I am who I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't fight it forever yeah no.
1: <laughs> i i can't wrap my brain around like the i like adventure writing in general, but also, as like, you're saying, like, and then it's a mystery, like on top of that, I'm just like, come on, like I don't yeah. know, like, like writing an adventure is one thing, but now the mystery part, forget I, it. Like,
2: yeah, how I thought, I thought the same thing, Shelley, that like, oh shit, a mystery, <sighs> yeah, dang it. But what, what I realized pretty early on is it really most, most uh, D&D adventures are mysteries because you're not giving, it's not like, okay, you go here, go there, kill this guy and you do it. It's like a lot of players going, what's going on? Okay. Where, what are our options? Who, who do we know? And, and that even that is just a mystery, you know, like you setting the scene and they're like, Hmm, I'm going to, Oh, even just, you know, just classic d d where you're choosing a door in a dungeon, to the west is this, to the north is this, to the east it's like that's still a mystery and and they just have to choose. So it wound up I was very daunted, daunted and then and then what I came up it's really just uh what here's the thing, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> and and then you just find ways to like uh subvert that or or I guess um Uh, plant it different places so they can figure it out one way or another. Uh, Yeah. It's hard to talk about it without like giving away the twist. Sorry. Do you
1: want them to figure it out before they
2: get to the grand reveal? There is. Yeah. That's the other thing. I, there's no grand reveal. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't able, you know, like I wasn't able to say at this moment, this is when this happens. There was a ticking clock um, where a big thing happens But at any time, literally, like from the very the intro scene, they could find out what is going on and what is going to happen. Um, So so I I was unable like you can't write a grand reveal because the players really could figure it out they still have stuff to do. Like if they want to stop it, prevent it, if they want to just ride the wave and let the big thing happen, like those are still, those are all valid options, but um, yeah, there was no, there was no climax moment, uh, climax moment. So that's like a, that's a dungeon master thing, I, which I didn't realize, like, I thought I'd be able to write that in there. Like, ah, this is towards the end of the adventure. We've written for 13 pages. This is on page 11. This makes sense, but no, it wasn't, you know, page 13 is monsters and page 11 is like not, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's more, you know, oh, here's a room. This is what's in the room. You know, like there's, it's like, well, if you go in this room, you'll figure it out. If you don't, here's another way to figure it out. I don't know. It's very interesting. It it's so mind-breaking. It's like yeah. it's, it's you're yeah. writing
0: for branching, you know, w- reality and you're like, yeah, all right, "Let's try to different. let's try to give you all the tools you need to understand uh, existence." <laughs>
2: Basically. <laughs> yeah. And I'm um, just one woman.
0: <laughs> I can't do all that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and then in, it's very different than writing a mystery in a novel or a or even a screenplay sense because You know, you want to give the hints in a very specific and orderly fashion, right? So you give the information piecemeal, and then you can have a reveal that you're crafting. But as an adventure writer, that's not your job. You just have to give the pieces, and then allow the the director or the dungeon master to 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 weave it the way that works best for their cast. That's there.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And yet, it's not easier.
0: No, like, it's it harder. If you're no. just like,
1: oh, I just have to drop the pieces here. But no, that, that is it's so much it, harder it, to it, do anti, it that way. Yeah,
2: because I think we're all natural. I would argue that every single person is a natural storyteller because you grow up watching stuff, consuming media, and just, you know, listening to people describe their experiences. So we're, we all get stories. But, but are we all, like, I, IKEA directions writers? <laughs> 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 that's its own little, uh, gnarly skill. So mm. that is a bit what it seemed like at times, you know, like this is how it's lit. These are the things that are available. This is what is exactly in this room, including the NPCs. Uh, so it's, it's very, it's so, I don't know if I believe necessarily in right brain, left brain, but if I did, it'd be a lot more left brain than, than any version of like, a creative, it 's very creative, but it felt very like we we 're over here now we 're in the left brain. Answer these logical questions
0: and then you can get it all set up perfectly, even the dungeon master can do it really well, and the players will just
2: they mess, mess it up, it up which <laughs> that 's right that's is, right is the content
0: that's- of your song uh dm 's lament
2: <laughs> oh yes, exactly oh my gosh. Oh.
0: <laughs> I can't believe we've been talking for you know, what forty-five minutes here, and we're just covering stuff you've done for Wizards. But you have so many other amazing stuff that you guys you've been doing your you know entire career. Yeah, uh, I love DM's Lament. I thought that was one of the funniest oh. uh, kind of you know in the club kind of uh, yeah. uh, productions out there.
2: Thank you. I I wrote that. That was the fastest song I had ever written, and um, it came from a place of rage, but it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why, like some high emotions, but not, I mean, I, I, I mean that a little tongue-in-cheek. It's it's definitely, I don't know that I agree with the song and I kind of feel bad that like everyone's favorite song is kind of a, you know, like, ah, I'm a DM and all my players suck. But <laughs> the, the struggle is real, so I don't know. Yeah, I have a com- conflicting mind of it and I definitely mean it in the more humorous way other than like, man, you players suck. But it is like it's it yeah, it's from the point of view of being a dungeon master. And wow, this is I put a lot of work into it, and you guys are just what not showing up. You didn't level up your characters. We only have this much time in the game, and like I really have some cool stuff planned, but you're gonna do literally anything else. Oh my god, uh, there's there's some real frustrations there. <laughs> <laughs> Very relatable. Oh, oh someone's getting their someone's mail. Someone's getting the mail. Oh, oh she coming. oh she come here. <laughs> All right, the mail has been gotten and and we've been protected just so you know. Yes. I have been totally I feel safer knowing <laughs> that she is there. Yeah. <laughs> that song that song was on the album Songs in the Key of D&D.
1: <laughs> I love it so much. What other
2: what other things were you inspired to write about in the album? On that album, it was all I had written a bunch. Like I had a we had a stream on Saving Throw Show where we were playing every two weeks, and then that turned into once a week. And it was just I don't know. I just started writing songs that were uh, based on in game experiences, but also more universal. Uh, like one of the in game is Ode to Fortunia, which is uh, a, an NPC that we let chat name. Of course, they chose Fartunia,
1: oh, my and God.
2: And then someone, I think it was Tom Lommel, and he was like, you should write a, a ballad, like a love ballad to Fortunia. And I was like, ha, huh. <laughs> you know, I, I will take that challenge. <laughs> um, and the, the key part of that song is uh, that the person singing it to Fortunia says, you know, um, I, I love you basically because when I stand next to you, you make me look great because oh. you are so heinous. Um, <gasps> oh. And... <laughs> But it like from a very you know like the whole song is very folksy, and then the more universal ones are like the DM's Lament or you don't dress up to play D and D, and that one is just you don't dress up to play D and D. You don't dress up to play D and D. You don't dress up to play D and D unless you want to, like me. And it's a, it's <laughs> oh, <in> my, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's that's my rap song, and I had a friend go, "Amy, please don't rap," and I'm like, "No, I'm gonna rap. <laughs> it's not. It's I'm not sorry. amazing. It's very white girl rap, but it's a." It's, it's fun words.
0: Yeah. Fun for word plays. Yeah.
2: Words are fun. But um, can I take this time to plug yeah. what's coming up? So I'm Please. making a new album, and it's called Behold Her Dreams. Do you smell the pun? <laughs> um, it's a pun on beholder dreams. And, and as we know, a beholder dream is something... Like, when a beholder sleeps in dreams uh, whatever they dream can actually turn into reality and is normally some amalgamation of some weird, really messed up stuff, uh, and is evil and a monster. And so it's basically like, oh, I've had, I came up with a bunch of songs during quarantine and lockdown. <laughs> uh, you get what you get. <laughs> Here it is. So it's a, it's equally fun. they are a little bit more, um, there are actually some, you know, love songs. There's a creepy lullaby. There are two references to D and D, but it's definitely not all, all D and D this time. So, nice. uh, but I'm having a lot of fun kind of making it and choosing which songs go on the album. And I'm actually kickstarting it, um, to make it really good. And that'll oh, nice on August 31st and awesome. that'll go for 23 days. So it ends on September 23rd and, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be really fun. I've taken some really cool pictures uh, to promote it, and it'll be my first ever crowdfunding anything.
0: Wow, that's, that's really exciting.
2: exciting. It is. yeah, thank
0: you. I've been enjoying the uh, the, the quarantine albums that have come out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're <laughs> you know, very even, uh, creative.
0: It's been very creative but also like just it feels I don't know validating to have people be like, "Hey, I things were just as crappy for me or like, this was
2: <laughs> Yeah. You know? I'll tell you what was yeah. a little a little too real was uh Beau Burnham's insight. Yes. I, we watched it to inter- intermission and then had to take a break and they're like, "We'll revisit this. It's kind of making me sad."
0: <laughs> it totally yeah. it totally does, but it yeah, I I, but it, I yeah,
2: it's it's expert level um art uh it's it's just buckle up you're i i don't know if you're gonna feel good after watching it you might feel inspired at best but it's not and you you might chuckle and laugh but it's real dour um there's some bangers
0: on there too though that i just enjoy listening to for whatever reason even the ones that are like really dark i'm like
2: yay (laughs) i think my favorite is i don't even know the lyrics are just like Jeff Bezos, go. We're rooting for you. Jeff Bezos, go. Kill everybody. And that's that's like it. That's the end of the song.
0: You did it. Yeah. Way to go, Jeff. Yeah. My favorite is the one that's, uh, you know, I I feel like shit. (laughs) Like, wake up in the morning and I feel like shit.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, global misery. Um, but I felt
0: like everybody at D&D Live, every, I, mean, I don't think you and I actually talked about Bo Burnham's Inside, but I feel like everybody else I talked to mentioned it somehow. Oh, like my God, it,
2: yeah. It it's felt so like it was
0: very of that, of L.A. as well, too, of like a creator kind of yeah. uh, uh, people who are making stuff. Uh, Absolutely. I felt very inspired by I just
2: love that he was so honest that it took him a year because yeah, Hmm. like the, yes, an hour of like premium for like, I'll say art because content kind of reduces it, I think, Mm -hmm. but yeah, premium art, um, for an hour of, of good content that, that took a year sounds about right. And, and, uh, and he was so, so honest about, everything. I just love how he showed it. He's like, he showed the room, he showed the production, he showed, if he's a one man show, that means that he's got cameras here. He's testing lighting and cameras and he's just doing so much work for five seconds that you actually wind up seeing. And it's, it was just so, it was like, yes, watch that. That is why movies cost so much to make. That is why, you know, we have, you know, hundreds of people working on one film. This is it was it was very yeah yeah it was very validating as a creator
0: for sure well and I can't wait for for your album what's what's it called again
2: Behold Her Dreams Behold Her Dreams Yes
0: we're both Behold
2: Her Dreams I, I I named it that and I don't really now he, this podcast is a good a good podcast to mention what the pun is but sometimes it's just like that's just a nice title and then if you know you know
0: and then if yeah, you know right.
2: it, yeah we know we know. <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah, you're creating other beholders. Uh, <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Each time you dream,
1: I'm telling. I can remember exactly where I was when I learned that. <laughs> well, do you want to tell us how beholders create other beholders by dreaming about beholders? Yeah. Well, you want?
2: Wh- where were you? Oh, you want
1: I to tell was. Story? I I was in um, a conference room at Wizards of the Coast called uh, <gasps> House on the Hill. It's it hard actually. Hard House on the Hill is the name of that conference room. I remember like You're the chair I was sitting in and like wow. actually just sitting there and I, go, and I wanted really very much to say, wait, what? Wait, tell me more. But I was like, I bet everyone here already knows this. And like I don't, don't want to be like the one person that's like, what? But then I found out later, like three people were like, What the hell is up with the holders? Like, yeah. what's that oh, all about? Cool. I'm like, Well, we should have had it was Chris Perkin. We should have had him like really sit us down like behold our health class and explain this to us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? You and also he would have loved it. You know he would have like he probably would have let, relished me let that. you
1: in. Yeah. 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 You Get what's hit, interesting. push the overhead projector into the room. <laughs> <laughs> start doing some diagrams. <laughs>
0: Show us, show us, on which eye stock <laughs> uh, <Yes>. was yes. <laughs> touched. Was um, but just horrifying com- to me. Conference room doesn't exist anymore. That's the other weird know. thing about that. That doesn't exist. And
1: what? what do you mean? Why?
0: It just it doesn't exist. Where, That's the like, one. It got remodeled at some point. It's no longer. It was. It's the kitchen on the third floor. I think.
1: Ah, oh no, it, it, equally it is terrifying, is terrifying as it the. Got, it got. The it got moved. It got moved to Nick Ray's office. The, the, the floor.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking of the one with I had Magdalena from uh, right. Windows Walk.
1: Yeah, I think we did, and I think I fought to keep the name or something. Nice. I think I nice. made like a big. You're, sink. you
2: know, you're fighting the good fight. I, Ellie. I felt like, yeah, like every now and then, <laughs> um,
1: I will, I will put up, I will put up, I will fight for a good fart pun. As so you. know. Oh, will you? Yes, All I right. will, Amy. So I will be in your corner if you need. Mm help with litigating fart pun <laughs> 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 litigating <laughs> <laughs> yeah lobby. I'm lob- I'm lobbying I'm
2: lobby. i will lobbying yeah, yeah. thank you dear that's James fun. Wyatt you've been served
1: <laughs> on account of farts <laughs> you we <mean>, this <Biz laughs> needs more fart Joe <laughs>
0: the defense rests on <laughs> yeah. this whoopee cushion <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great <laughs> <laughs> oh it's perfect you can join our lobbying team Greg
0: yeah I love it I love Pretty it very happy to well, Amy, all of your work on, on D&D Live, on uh, Candle Cue Mysteries, Fizz Band's Treasury of Dragons, and this upcoming uh, Beholder album. I can't wait <laughs> uh, for all of it. You are yes. uh, just a, a pleasure and you make me laugh all the time. Thank so you. thank you.
2: Thank you. Oh, it was so, so nice to talk to you guys today. This was awesome. <laughs>
0: Um, other than inspiring. all the stuff we just plugged,
2: yeah. where's
0: the best for people to start following you, get to know more about all of your amazing yes. creations?
2: Um, you can follow me at Sword on Instagram and Twitter. And then my website, com, is where you can subscribe to my fun newsletter. I just send it out once a month. Uh, but you also, with a subscription, you get two free songs, and one of them is the DM's Lament.
1: Oh, I'm going to subscribe right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Have you been able to crack open a pack of uh, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms and get a Vorpal Sword card yet?
2: I, w- I when I played, I played for um Command Zone. I played mm. uh Tiamat actually, which was really fun, was fun to play Tiamat, you know, after knowing that Fisman is Bahamut, and it was just really fun. But in that, in the in the deck, in my deck is a Vorpal sword. I did not, or I think it's on the card, I think it's Vorpal blade. I'm not is, sure. No, I no. Think no, I think it's Vorpal Sword because people keep tagging me in it and I don't <laughs> think they would tag me if it was Vorpal Blade. But anyway, that was definitely in the deck. I never actually drew it, but I I there was I, there was something about, you know, equipping a dragon with a vorpal blade and then doing damage that, you know, just like, uh, would have been really sweet.
0: It's like nonstop chef kiss, as far yes. as the, I can see.
2: <laughs> yes. This is what infinity looks like. It's like,
0: <laughs> just fist
2: after Tiamat has a vorpal blade. Oh,
0: that's five. You get five kisses from Tiamat. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, awesome. I can't wait. Uh, uh, I haven't pulled one yet either, and each time I do, I'm going to be this is the Amy Borple uh, card.: uh, Yes, I deal. think it's
2: I think it's uh, a Twitter mandate that if you do pull it, you have to tag me uh, just nice. based on my interaction <laughs> with it.
0: Done and done. Okay. I will be tagging.
2: Thank and you. I and I am signed up for the
1: newsletter officially. See how easy that was, everyone? You didn't even know. You didn't even
2: know I was doing it in the background. Oh, she secret subscribed until it wasn't a secret anymore.
0: (laughs) I'm a secret subscriber to (laughs) you, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, everybody's going to go do that now uh, at the podcast. So thanks for coming by.
2: Yay. Yay. Thank Thank you.
1: I love Amy.
0: So amazing.
1: Why have you been keeping us apart?
0: I don't understand. I've been driving a wedge between Shelley and Amy this whole time.
1: We share an affinity for false jokes.
0: That means and you should be just laying down some fat farts together.
1: That's the basis of any solid friendship right there. Or so. gaseous friendship. Yes, oh, it's true. <laughs> solid or gaseous. <laughs> Damn, that was good.
0: Oh, but that smells real bad. Yeah, also, um, good. I, I love uh, her as well, and so I hope uh, that's just the beginning of a, of, of a very long uh relationship with the podcast. She'll be coming on again and again and again, I'm sure. Yes, let's hope so. Very much hope so. Follow her for all of the things, and you should follow Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, go to D D. Wizards underscore D&D, if you want to do that for reals on the Twitter or Instagram. Follow us on the Facebook page. Dungeonsanddragons.com is a wonderful website. You should check it out. Or you can download Dragon Plus to your phone and get bi-monthly content delivered directly to you, including previews, uh, maps, adventures, interviews with the creators around some of the D&D products that are coming out, including uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight. we got a lot of stuff coming about that. Fizzbands, bands, Treasury of Dragons, and Strixhaven want to get the scoop, download Dragon Plus, or check out that stuff on dragonmag.com.
1: Beautiful. All
0: right, Shelly, where can people follow and learn everything about your life?
1: Well, you're going to want to go to Shelly Moo uh, on Twitter or Instagram or Two Old Moms. On Twitter and Instagram as well. So, there's Excellent. lots of things. What about you, Greg?
0: I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter, Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. I, I, you can check out Reengage yes. TNG. That is our uh, my my Star Trek rewatch podcast. We're in the middle of uh, season two now, and we're about to talk about Measure of a Man, which is one of my favorites uh, of the entire series. It's fantastic, wow. and we got two people who are. Someone in the D and D community that we're talking to, uh, uh, Kelly Knox and Bianca Bickford uh, coming on to talk about their experience watching that episode and rewatching it now as forty somethings. No way! Yeah,
1: that's so cool. Pretty fun, right? Yes, I like the whole premise of this of this podcast. I like the title. I like the rewatching it and just how it feels then and now. And it holds exactly up. right. It's, yeah, it's been it's, really uh, cool.
0: it's been really great, and I, I can't wait to get through all seven seasons of of the show.
1: And then you're gonna have to start a new show,
0: right? We'll reengage with a new thing. Maybe Briscoe County Junior. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> BJ <laughs> and the Bear. Oh um, yeah. Fantasy. Guy. I feel like we're in Bad News Bears. With, oh,
1: uh, with our baseball
0: with our baseball teams going on.
1: That was adorable yesterday. I don't know if it was which daughter was like, Dad, are we winning? And you were like, we are definitely not winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're not really keeping score here, but we are not going to. We're not
0: winning. Yeah. We have been playing, I think, for an hour and a half, and I put in a new pitcher, uh, and uh, they got a strikeout, which was great. And I looked at my co-coach, and I was like, "I
1: think that's the first
0: out we've recorded tonight."
1: Oh yeah, thank God for the mercy rule, huh? <laughs>
0: thank God for the five-run rule. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a thing. Getting your, out there and playing.
1: Does your uh, do you still have that crazy good pitcher?
0: That was the no uh well it was, it was a different pitcher but it was the 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 crazy good pitcher started the game um. uh, actually and and didn't do as well. Oh. So, you know, and it's right. it's all luck of the draw, who knows. Well,
1: We never want to play your team again because of that <laughs> pitcher. <picture. laughs> you right now. No
0: understandable. Yeah. Uh speaking of never wanting to play nice Junky Two Shoes uh is uh, in the city of Waterdeep, just spoke to the open lord, Laryl Silverhands, uh, who is working with the Harpers. Your brother, Daryl Two Shoes, is a member. You are have been somewhat press-ganged into becoming a member yourself, along with Samson the Fighter. And she has told you that a group of doppelgangers has been uh, trying to infiltrate and is planning to assassinate uh Laryl Silverhand at some point uh but she sent you because you have the amulet that allows you to see through uh the the true nature of a doppelganger even if they are appearing to be like another person and so you are uh tasked with going to the south ward uh to a um a food stall or a food uh, seller called The Green Grocer, mm. where a group of halflings uh, have been purveying their goods for a long time. But Larryl has information that uh, there is a safe house for the doppelgangers there.
1: They don't need a safe house. Let's go. I don't
0: need no stinking safe house. Let's
1: go. I got some All right, so yeah, hands. you were
0: in, in underneath castle Waterdeep. You're in the bottom. You want to just head out? Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: But I'm going to fill my pockets with that delicious charcuterie. Right? Yum yum.
0: Yum 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 yum. Thank you, Miss Silverhands. <laughs> She's already uh out the door. Bye. Um and you're her servants kind of just uh Nod their head to you and, and uh, kind of point to the door. Okay. okay. Um, so. and that leads out through uh, the tunnel uh, that you entered in, um, and you get out by the guardhouse where the captain of the guard had let you uh, in, um, and you're behind the the guards, and so you're out. It's nice, uh, sunny again, and uh, you you know smell the the city before you you start to hear the the hustle and bustle.
1: Okay. Stinks. It stinks. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. So yeah, you, you head out into the city. Uh, South Ward is about like an hour's walk away.
1: Gonna need a drink after this.
0: <laughs> Why do you always need a drink, drunkie? Oh, I just Duh. answered my question, didn't I? Yeah. Here, take some of this. Uh, and he, uh, your your brother offers you uh, a swig off of his wineskin.
1: Oh, thanks, bro. I actually filled my, my, my wine skin up when we were at Silverhands' palace.
0: Do you have any, uh, any coin?
1: Oh, a little. I, I have like a couple of silver pieces. <laughs> I'm not very should good we, with money.
0: <laughs> should we try to hire a, a coach? We are in, we're by the castle. There might be a few we could flag down.
1: Sure, let's go. Great idea.
0: Right. Great idea. Uh, so you see, uh, you know, kind of a, a stand of two or three uh, carriages. Um, one has got, uh, you know, uh, white horses, well-done livery, uh, as well as a, a generally well-dressed um, uh, oh, I don't forget the word, but the servant who's you know ready to take you. Um, and uh, another one's got uh, it looks like a black horse and a brown spotted horse, and the wheels are kind of coming off. Uh, and the guy who's running it is very disheveled looking. Uh, and uh, he says, Hey, come on, you need a ride?
1: Is my amulet. Telling me anything?
0: <laughs> uh, so you look at the two of them. They don't They don't appear to be doppelgangers, according to your amulet.
1: How much, I ask the guy with the busted-up carriage.
0: Where are you headed to?
1: Daryl, where are we going? Uh,
0: the southward.
1: Southward. Southward.
0: Uh, that'll be, and he kind of looks you up and down, kind of looks where you came from. Uh, <sighs> five gold.
1: Oh, no thank you.
0: Uh, d- uh, four gold. No, thank you. Three. Let's go. No. Uh, how much you got?
1: I have two silver pieces.
0: All right, done.
1: Daryl, let's just go.
0: <laughs> Are you sure, you don't want to ride? Come on.
1: Can I do an insight check? Sure. A nine?
0: A nine. Uh, he... You just get the sense that he's down on his luck and needs a needs needs somebody to to take a fare
1: okay Daryl. we're gonna go with this guy. let's go
0: all right, everybody get in okay. uh and you what well, you kinda he opens up the door and it's it looks like a uh a uh it's an enclosed carriage uh it might have been nice at one time, but it feels very run down um mm. and he says uh yeah, don't mind the smell uh I just got this thing." Uh, over in Tribor, and uh, I rode it all the way here thinking I'd be able to make a rich living oh. here in Waterdy, but that hasn't really panned out, if you know what I mean.
1: But yeah, uh, you might have to spruce this this
0: thing up a little. Well, that's what I need to do, but I need money to, 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 yeah. to spruce.
1: Yeah, well, here you, well, we'll help you out here. Samson's with us too, right?
0: Samson's with you too, and okay. he's kind of just grumbling, but let you yeah. take the lead. Okay. All right.
1: Well, to the south ward, please. All right,
0: and he gets up on, all right, and he closes the door, and it's very rickety. It bounces around, and... You know, when you, uh, uh, you see him get up to the top, you kind of hear him like crack the the whip for the horses to go and a huge amount of um, gas escapes the horse. Uh, but then you end up uh, start traveling and it smells really bad. Oh, great.
1: Thanks a lot You're for adding that.
0: <laughs> Straight from the horse's patoot. Uh, patoot
1: is exactly right. Maybe just, you know, to entertain us while we're uh, on this drive... I'll just keep casting like minor illusions so he can see what his carriage would look like if it was really spruced up and clean. Bang!
0: Ooh! Bang! Just are you for funsies.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like an app.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh. It's a decorating well, don't the, app. Don't let the uh, magisters uh, see you. They don't like uh, magic like that just being popped off around town. Mm. All right.
1: Well, you don't tell, I won't tell.
0: All right. Uh, You you turn a corner and you are in front of the uh, Magister's Guild. And they're all looking at you. Dude. (laughs) And we will pick it up next time.
1: I'm going to grab the reins.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. Come
1: on. Let's just keep going.
0: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's where we are.